You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Well, this caught our attention this week and has to do with Mike Mayo, well-known, very well-known to our Bloomberg audience, and rightfully so based on his calls and really summing up where we are, especially when crisis hits the financial industry or even a particular bank. And we know banks actually got a nice uh, bounce today and really helped lead the market higher. Mike is analyst, managing director and head of large cap bank research over at Wells Fargo Securities, has covered banks for years, and uh, recently caught up with a Trump administration insider and came away with uh, quite a headline for a Bloomberg story. Mike joining us on the phone in New York. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Um, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the markets, and then we'll, we'll get back to this meeting you had. The banks today um, certainly helped lay, led uh, stocks higher. What do you make of the sector? Does it make sense, and, and what's the outlook, generally speaking? Yeah, I think there's a misperception here that this is 2008. In 2008, there was a banking crisis. Banks were the cause of the problem. Today, banks are stronger than they've been in a generation, and they're part of the, of the solution. So there's this recency bias as if it's still the global financial crisis, and that's not the case. There is earnings. There are earnings issues with banks. I mean, but it's, it's earnings hell in the first quarter. It's going to be earnings hell in the second quarter, maybe for some more of this year as banks set aside reserves for problem loans as their borrowers have issues. But we would call this an income statement recession and not a balance sheet recession. And that's a world of difference versus a decade ago. And so I guess the one of the questions that we've been asking to very smart people like you, Mike, about the banking system is, so did what we we collectively and what the government did and what ultimately the banks did, maybe under duress, coming out of the financial crisis, did it work? You know, thank you, regulators. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, regulators. Yes, it worked in spades. I mean, you've had stress tests of banks for a situation like this for almost a decade. The capital, which is the cushion to protect banks against losses, it's doubled. Uh, the most risky activities are no longer done by the banks themselves. They're, they're done by other financial firms, but not within the banking industry itself. You have oversight by the regulators and boards and investors, and everyone's looking over their shoulders. So, yes, it worked, and this is the ultimate test to show that it will work. And we, we think uh, this will be a tough situation. I mean, these are sobering times. We're expecting not a V recovery, but more of a a deep U recovery. But even with that, we think banks can be a source of strength and stability uh, to the rest of the economy. All right. So let's get to this story because it did catch our attention. We've been talking about it a lot in the newsroom. Um, You had a meeting with Gary Cohn. Tell us a little bit about that or a conversation, um, how that came to be and what you guys talked about. Well, I, look, I, I talked to Gary Cohn. Um, he's no longer part of the administration, so let's make that clear. But I just talked to him like I talked to a lot of smart people to understand the world. And uh, his view, which you know is in sync with, with my view, is that Washington, D.C. has done a phenomenal job at getting on this problem very quickly. So you have Treasury, you have the Fed, you have Congress identifying the issue quickly, and really going with a bazooka to try to bridge the gap between the pre- and the post-virus economy. And they're going to go wave after wave after wave. You're seeing it every day. And if it's not enough, then um, you'll have more expansive fiscal and monetary policy to to make it right uh, for the country. So, you know, the old adage, don't fight the Fed. 
well, you know, take that and put it on steroids. And that's what you're looking at when you look at the, the government's counterpunch to this 100-year pandemic event. So, Mike, we heard Jay Powell, I think, pretty clearly reiterate uh, yesterday that sort of balls in the court of lawmakers at this point that the next real serious stimulus needs to come from the fiscal side. Do you agree with that? And if so, what does it need to look like? Because that has become a, a pretty contentious debate between the parties. Well, look, I look at the economy from the lens of the, the largest banks and Banks will have problems. We expect loan losses to increase two to three times. Uh, the level of reserves for problem loans are the highest in history at this stage of a recession. So there is going to be pain for the banks. But what's interesting, and this is the success of Washington, D.C., is they've unclogged the plumbing of the financial markets. So the largest corporations, uh, you know, the, the Dow 30 or the S&P 500, have access to borrowing in the capital markets, so they should be better off. Once you get down to you know, smaller banks with smaller customers, that's where the, the bigger issues are going to be. And so mm -hmm. it's a matter of the, the execution of the ambitious programs you know, set in place by Washington, D.C. And by the way, this, these programs, some of these have, have never been done before and certainly never on a scale such as that we're seeing. How do things, though, like more government spending that might lead to higher taxes, though, ultimately fit into your outlook for the big banks? Well, actually, you know, the question is, does the industry, you know, die by fire or die by, you know, ice? <laughs> <laughs> Put it very simply. In other words, does the economy and your banks fall off because there's just no activity, no one gets that again, the stimulus isn't enough? Or is it so much that things can get overheated? And I think the conclusion here is that it's more likely you're not going to die, but you're going to, uh, you know, go ahead and stimulate the economy so much that on the back end, they'll be more concerned about the degree of stimulus. Um, and so under that scenario, you know, our uh, strategy department at Wells Fargo Securities expects the 10-year uh, Treasury yield to double by the end of the year. Wow. Um, and so that would be a steepening of the yield curve or a, right. a bear steepener, as discussed by uh, Mike Schumacher, our interest rate strategist. If that's the case, by the way, um, expect bank stocks to go higher just on that factor alone. Right, right, on higher rates. Hey, one last question, because we've heard from uh, James Gorman of Morgan Stanley, you know, kind of blown away by how he's seeing all of his workers at home and basically saying we're not going to need as much real estate. So. Is, do you anticipate that banks will be cutting costs, maybe, and giving up on some of the real estate that they have? Well, first, I want to stress again, because I, I actually had, I spoke with the chief financial officer of Morgan Stanley just yesterday. Um, and they do talk about spending money, you know, to keep all employees employed and, you know, serving customers. And other banks are deferring some payments for loans. So right. the investments in employees and communities and customers is, you know, really banks being part of the solution. What's interesting, though, is you're seeing a leapfrog in digital change by like, a, like by five to ten years yeah. as a result of the last two months. So absolutely that means less real estate for the banks, more digital interactions, less use right. of cash in society, and an acceleration of the digital changes that you saw before <laughs> this crisis really take off during and after right. the crisis.
All right. We're going to leave it on that note. Mike, never enough time, um, but so grateful that you did find some time for us on this Thursday. Mike Mayo, of course, over at Wells Fargo Securities, joining us on the phone in New York. 